Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. He wants to laugh? I can do that? In order to become the number one hero, I'm Uncle Mike's world. I would love to get into comedy myself, man. I, I just, I want to make sure that it's going to be the right way. Mm. Uh, especially when it comes to memes, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever made a meme? No, no. No? <laughs> like, like when you say a meme, like, you talking about just, like, the photos or you just type in the little stuff? Yeah, 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 I, I've done that before, but... Did know. any of them go viral? Nothing like that, no. Nah, nah, yeah. I don't know. That, there's To me, memes are, like, my kind of humor only because, like, with my friends, I mean, we, we do the same thing where you'll just be like, imagine if, and then you, you, you're describing something that's yeah. like you know requires some kind of visual fucking reference but when you <laughs> when you got a beam it's like literally read this look at the picture and it's like oh shit you know and the rest of your mind just do it all exactly it fills in the blanks your mind man. just fills in the blank yeah man well you're an entertainer that's for yeah. sure uh and you feed off of that energy when you're around like a crowd or if there's an audience so i'm sure like you could definitely easily transition into some more comedic type content if you truly wanted to if i truly wanted to i just need the right setup for it that's all yeah 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 then you got that freedom to, to just kind of go you know go crazy <laughs> i think um for right now though i'm just gonna like focus on the artwork uh yeah i got a couple of uh plans i got i got a goal right that's, right you know i got a goal that's like i, I want to take care of like i was thinking about getting an ipad pro Ooh. Yeah, I wanted to get that in the Apple Pen. Now, what would be some of the the perks of having that? Portability for one. You get that twelve point that twelve inch uh, iPad Pro. Mm. Take it around. That means I can like you know go anywhere I want to. I can go to like a little coffee shop and just like chill and draw all day. I met this dude who was like insane when it comes to like drawing like different like caricatures and like art and everything like that he had more of a cartoonish type of art style compared to mine his was more you know round lines stuff like that mm. and then the thing that i noticed with the the apple tools is that you get a much more smoother line it's not as jagged you know what i mean yeah 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 it's not as pixelated and jagged i'm i'm more so doing a full line and it's it it transitions better yeah man I, I mean i've always uh been down with portability you know what i'm saying like i'm glad that i have a pc now but there's yeah. still a part of me that misses like having that freedom of just like closing my laptop picking it up and just like if i wanted to go somewhere with it and work yeah. on something you know i could or uh in the early days of doing the podcast like bringing my laptop, my, my mic and stuff, and just setting up shop wherever, if it was at a buddy's house or anything like that. Um, but I mean, you kind of sacrifice that portability for power, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so, why I, I mean, wanted to get one of those ones that's like a thousand bucks. So. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, I- fans, Man, when I say they do some crazy stuff, like those are literally gaming chips inside of them. Oh, uh, really? Of, of the iPad Pros, yeah. Man, I used to have an iPad, like, when they first came out. Like, I randomly just, like, blew, like, my tax return on an iPad. 
and uh, I thought I was king shit for a minute, man. <laughs> it was like, you know, that was like, the, I think it was at the time that tablets were just stepping out on the scene, True. you know, and they were just, they were just so clean. I don't yeah. know. Just, there's something very futuristic when it, when you, when you're dealing with a, a tablet, but especially with like iPads, I don't know, like the, especially the early ones had like a weight to them, you yeah, know, now, yeah, they were really fat, man. But now they're like really uh, uh, skinny and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'd be kind of worried about dropping it and stuff. Would you get a case and stuff like that for it? Absolutely, obviously, man. Yeah. If I'm an artist, I have to get a case. I have to get uh, this certain type of screen protector. You got to get a matte screen protector. Ooh. And when you get that matte screen protector, what's going to happen is your colors are going to look a little bit slightly different. But off of that, you get that grain. You know what I mean? That grain mm -hmm. that you feel like on paper when you're drawing and sketching, you get that mm -hmm. in return. So oh, okay. when when I have that kind of resistance, you know, I, I feel like I can do way more when I have that type of resistance. You see this stuff that I'm doing now? I'm doing this without any type of resistance on the screen. So it's very slippery. It's very light. I'm not sure about my abilities as an artist, you know, just trying to sketch. That's right. why I have a hard time trying to sketch sometimes, you know, and I feel a little bit less confident with what I'm doing. Well, I was actually going to ask you that, man. Like, what what are some of the cons of doing like digital art? You know, as someone who's grown up sketching and, and, and doing things like a lot of people when they begin art, you know, but now it's like so standard now to do things digitally because you can get it out there easier and uh, cleaner and you can really touch it up. I know there's a lot of extra tools and there's uh, plenty of pros, but like, what are some of the cons with dealing with like digital art and stuff? Uh, no, I mean, there's more pros than there is cons, but at True. the same time, <laughs> yeah, that those things like that texture feeling, like that kind of stuff, and also the learning curve that you got to learn, man. You got to oh, learn yeah. about all these freaking layers and stuff like that, and it's just one thing after the other. You got all these different tools to work with. And it's not like you can just, you know, just do this and that. You got, there you go, art. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a lot more technical to it. Yeah. And you got different colors you got to work with. And you got to make sure that it sticks out. Like when I was doing your emote, man, like, mm -hmm. like I, I mean, like it took me not that long just to actually do it. Like I was, it was a lot faster than I thought it would be. I did this in like an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did this in an hour. So but, I, I was like, hmm, you come up with that. And I was just like, oh, you can do All Might with a beard. There you go. <laughs> Yo, I mean, and it's fire. I mean, it's yeah. really it's really clean. But like, I, I think I understand where you're getting at. Like, you know, it was probably really quick to get the outline, to get a, the concept out there. But to like, you know, to smooth it out, to just kind of like touch it up, you know, that yeah. takes that takes the time and getting the coloring and doing all the different the little details. But details. And with the different types of like tools you have to use, like I got like this airbrush tool. Uh -oh. And you also got like the different types of like styluses and pins you can switch between and the paintbrush. And different ones come out with different outcomes. And so you got to be more consistent with what you're using. And, you know, like that, you got to keep up with your layers because you might end up marking something on the wrong layer and you ain't want it on that layer. Right. Yeah. You definitely have a lot more tools that you're, uh, disposal i mean but that's yeah. like really cost efficient for an artist True. right instead of True. going out there and buying all this stuff you can get one program 
and it gives you all those things and then some uh, probably a lot of things that you probably didn't even know that you needed or uh could use you know it probably introduces a lot of artists to uh so many different things when it comes to art and stuff i mean i've never played around with those types of uh, programs but even just dealing with uh video editing audio editing just learning how like you're explaining it's it's learning the program as well as learning whatever you're doing with the program yeah. whether it's art whether it's you know editing or, or producing of any sort and uh so you have like two learning curves that are really uh in front of your face especially if it's new territory for you uh like here's a catch oh go for it there's a catch bro like the thing is is that you have to when any digital artist usually has more than just one type of program they use they yeah they switch between different programs a lot of times like just for simple stuff i had to do i had to switch between photoshop and clip studio okay just for those just for those emotes i had to do that but i've also played around with like illustrator i played around with uh you know you got stuff like animate adobe animate and premiere and all that yeah there's different kinds of things you got to work with man yeah no i can only imagine man and i wonder like has it changed like any of your perspectives on um just art in general but like uh one of the things that i wanted to talk about in this podcast is uh you played resident evil 3 uh but it's you played the it's the remake it's like a remake right it's not really a remaster but it's It's a a whole remake man and it's a retelling okay so that's a pro- okay so that's the proper term but i guess what i'm trying to get at is like as an artist and seeing how much time it takes to put into you know this digital art and, and all these different tools and all this stuff have you had a newfound respect or understanding for like what these developers and and, and companies are going through when they're creating the art to video games and especially when they're taking something like resident evil 3 that came yeah. out years ago and and they're they're having to add a new layer to it you know a new look a fresh coat of paint i guess you could say like has you know any of your perspectives changed on that see that's that's the thing when when you think about it and you break down like the original resident evils uh down to the very skeleton you see that yeah. it's really just like a whole bunch of png files and like some invisible walls <laughs> Like for real, like it's and it's pseudo 3D. It's kind of 3D, but it's not 3D at the same time. So like, really, somebody had to sit there and draw up all these different textures and draw up all these individual things, and then add like some little extra stuff on it to have a little flair with it. Basically, mm. it was just clip art put together, and then have some invisible walls to tell you where you need to be going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know what it reminds me, and I think it's because. Um, playing the original ff7 and that's something we'll get into later but Uh um one of the things about that era of uh consoles and video games because resident evil and stuff came out around the same time you know but there there it reminds me of like when i watched the wizard of oz right now like in modern you know uh you know (laughs) graphics and stuff you see the set like it, it it stands out more than ever now in the quality of tvs we have and stuff like that but you can see that now with like older games where yeah. they they try to give you the illusion that there's so much beyond but it's really like you said like an invisible wall with like basically a painting over it to give you the illusion 
that there's a city over there or there's an alleyway over there. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, damn, dude, what they've been able to do with some of these remakes and and some of these even remasters. Like, I guess you would say that like the Crash Bandicoot, the Spyro, all all those are remasters. They're just like really just uh, an updated version, but they didn't really change a lot to the mechanics, right? Is Is that safe to say? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, cool. When you think about it, yeah, definitely. Because uh, playing through the remake of uh, Resident Evil Three and, and Final Fantasy Seven, you notice like these these are just a lot of very high quality textures, man. And they've gone above and beyond with what they can do with those textures. So, like, yeah, if you look at like stuff like the metal and the cars and the and dumpsters on like resi 3 you'll notice it's got that grain and there's like a reflection and everything now so like they've done something incredible like adding an entire light source mm-hmm. and having that light source actually be reflected on a pc like that's crazy dude bro that's having the flexibility of light on a on a on a computer that's that's insane Bro, the, the amount of uh, details that go into presenting that final product is is mind-blowing, dude. When you really stop to think about it and you peel back all the layers, man, right. it will take forever. But, you know, that's the, that's the crazy thing about those games is, like, they remind me of, like, Star Wars uh, or something that came out on VHS. And then they're like, all right, now it's back, but it's on DVD. So <laughs> they didn't remake it. They didn't refilm it, right? They just right. they kind of just up the quality and so that's where i look at remasters it's like something coming from vhs to dvd to blu-ray something like that but these remakes bro uh are like spiritual successors like they are at essence uh, and at at the core of it that is resident evil 3 with a lot of the same elements story characters but almost like if it would have came out right now as a brand new title and yes and, and, and yeah no oh okay okay go for it yes and no see there was a lot of content that was cut from the original compared to this remake Mm. there were entire areas cut there were i think maybe a few characters too or something like that i heard um in the original resident 3 there was actually supposed to be multiple endings you could have you could have uh, done something with this character. At the end, you would actually see uh, Barry Birkin. Is that? No, not Birkin. Uh, Barry, you, you, everybody who knows Resident Evil, you know who I'm talking about, Barry. Um, but he was from the original. He 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 made the joke about the Jill sandwich thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, him, Barry Burton. I think that's his name. Um, he's. He was actually supposed to come in and save you at the end of the game in a helicopter, but Barry was nowhere to be seen in the entire game, dude. So they like, just completely removed certain elements, like you said, certain parts of the game. Do you think that has overall been better for this version of Resident Evil 3? Or do you think that after beating it, because dude, I watched you stream that. You you literally in one sitting went through that game. <laughs> I so, went through the whole game in one sitting, bro. I was I was gone after that, dude. Were you so like? Are you kind of jaded that they cut out some things? I mean, I know that you said 
uh, you know, right after that, yeah, this is a good game. You know, this I had a good time, game. but but it was short in a lot of ways for a sixty dollar game. You know, for a sixty dollar game, no, no, it wasn't worth it. it. It's not worth a sixty dollar game in the sense of it being like a longevity mm-hmm. uh, kind of re- replayability thing. Like, had they sold this game alone? I think what they wanted to do was they wanted to justify selling us that that resistance, that project resistance game too. Oh, okay. That's a whole entire separate game. That's not that's not a game mode in Ready Three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's not that's an entire separate game, dude. And they just have it on the same disc. It's like the multiplayer part, right? That's just the multiplayer part. Okay. It's just a separate game. It had they sold me Resi 3 for just $30, I would have been happy. I would have been happy that day. But I, I, I ended up canceling my, my pre-order and I just rented it from, from my from my job. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna stream this and barrel through it, man. <laughs> and then bring like, it right back. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring it right back. It's not gonna it's not gonna hurt or nothing like that. Right, you know? right, right. It's not gonna be on my wallet no more. <laughs> had I that's the thing, man. I bought I bought um Resi 2. Yeah. When it came out. I bought Resi 2 and I played through that. I played through A and B. But I feel like I got my money's worth out of it. Now what what's the what was the difference do you think in gameplay hours between Action. RE2? Well like Action. like in length? Like how um, many hours what did it take you to beat RE2? RE2, um if you had the whole guess. stream was about ten hours long. Okay. But that was me dying a couple of times too. Okay, yeah. Uh, is... I think I got more time out of Resi 2 because of the fact that like I had to play through the game twice. Um, oh. And the game had like three major areas, three different major areas in the entire game. And then like some side stories too with other characters. On Resi, Resi 3, you get like Carlos and like he's he has like two parts, mm-hmm. two side, side stories. You know, you get one... Um, I think after one of the boss fights and then another after like Jill gets incapacitated. Um, you know, and that's the uh, hospital one. Okay. That being said though, like I think between the two, I had a a better time with uh I I'll say with uh three. Yeah. Just, was think, it because of faster pace, a lot more action? Yes, I think I like the action in there. I like the I like that it was more action, but I also like that it was kind of scary too, <laughs> because like it was one part in that in that stream when I played it, um, where you know you just now getting introduced to like Nemesis and like he's walking around the place, he's chasing after you, and. Buddy need to be playing ball because he busts right around the corner real quick. <laughs> Caught me off guard. I had to hit the dodge button so fast because he swung at me with everything he had, bro. And I was like, oh my God, this man is so annoying. <laughs> Yo, people were saying that dodge, man, was a little, I don't know, sketchy. That dodge works sometimes, but sometimes it don't, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it oh. works, but it don't. And it screwed me over on a couple of occasions. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was it was such a fun stream to watch, man. I, mean, I was so impressed that I mean, like I've I've noticed that with you though, like you you literally have such a, a to me, 
who yeah i played games most of my life too but you have like a natural way of like navigating through them and uh and and i've also seen you play different genres and different types of games from luigi's mansion to even mm -hmm. like the ff7 remake but um before we get into other stuff i like when other games that come out that are remastered like even right now there's like the call of duty modern warfare 2 remaster there you know these remasters have become such a normal thing um mm -hmm. And usually when they come out, they seem like they're a little bit cheaper. Now these remakes are coming out and they're asking for full price. Um, do you feel like that always has to be the case given like how short your experience with RE3 was? Or do you still feel like, um, you know, it's really it up to you as a consumer to like wait. You can like, depends, all right, man. And really, I think it has a lot to do with what type of genre of the game it is, man. Oh, that's a yeah, that's a because fair point. You you think about FF7's remake and the incredible stuff that they've done with this game, man. I'm telling you, like sixty dollars. I, I got my $60 within the first 10 hours of the game. <laughs> I got my $60 in the first 10 hours of the game, dude. And that's that's not saying nothing at all. Because this game is huge. And it's and it's and it's only part of the story. And and for somebody who has not played the original all the way through and through, it makes yeah. me want to go back and finish what I started with the original. Oh wow. And you you help me you help me make me want to go back and play it again <laughs> watching your streams, uh, playing it. Uh, oh man, yeah, they've they've been they've been fun. They've been bro, pretty it, fun. <laughs> <laughs> and watching you just suffer with it, man, oh dude, it was, it, it's some it's of, a blast. Some but, of the clankiness, man. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> but the the remake, man, the remake, it expands on a lot of stuff, and it makes me want that. It makes me feel like it was well deserved of a $60 price tag yeah because and, of what and, you were getting and you know actually from seeing your streams of the remake and me currently playing the original 1997 version that came out on the yeah. PlayStation 1 it is a game that deserves a remake you know that's what a lot yeah. of people say like when it comes <sighs> to movies like don't remake bad uh, good movies remake bad movies and make them better or you know things like that like it, yeah. it, it not saying that i'm just saying from a visual perspective looking at the polygons and the, <laughs> and the, and the designs look i'm sure in in 1997 that was blowing people's brains out but looking at what they've done with this remake like i remember one of the first things that i i, I said in one of your streams was like dude this looks like it was dripping in money like they, they spent the whole rent, bro. All the rent and all the time, bro. There was actually an article that I need to send to you after we record that was basically saying that why Nintendo has such good games when we're talking about a lot of their exclusives is because they let the developers take their time. Take their time, man. That was recent. Yeah, I heard about that. And so looking at what we're seeing right now with the Final Fantasy VII Remake and how long that's been in development and people have been wanting and asking for that and just seeing the final product and, and and we'll get into more details here in a moment about how this is like just really a the first part of a, a much larger story um and how big the original game is um but still like the fact that they've literally taken that time it shows and you're gonna make your money if you put out a product that it, it really just 
off of your first impressions and after your last impressions remind you like someone took their sweet time with this they put their heart and soul and passion into this they made sure that every wrinkle you know every crack in the in the ground everything you know and and i think that that is so impressive and deserves so much respect and should honestly um you know set more of a a higher standard to a lot of these companies man because if you make good products great products you're going to make your money uh in those up and coming years than if you were to just make mediocre early access stuff and try to put out something every year to six months you know what i'm saying so i don't know if that's just the climate that we're in but it's been super refreshing with uh some of these titles like ff7 where you can just literally see like wow they took their sweet time with this and even like something like animal crossing yeah which you know you can just tell like wow this wasn't something that was made you know just like that like they've been working on this for a minute so now nintendo they're not perfect they've they've had their yeah. rush titles man they've had their bad games you got games like um like uh ultra smash mario tennis ultra smash was that rushed oh yeah you see mario tennis aces <laughs> no yeah i i remember when it came out it came out on the yeah okay yeah so, but I, I never aces, picked it up or anything it, it came out like uh, later on in that year. Came out later on in that year, 2017. Right. But Mario Tennis Aces is what Ultra Smash was supposed to be. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash is actually the skeleton of what Aces is now. Mm. Yeah. So with all that extra padding, with all that that the single player mode and everything like that, literally like. It was like three courts on Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, bro. Like on the Wii U. That's that's nothing. It's nothing. I feel like that's like, but you know, I think that the industry, when we're talking about video games, has made it okay to just put out half-assed rush projects and still make their money and still make money in the long run because then they're gonna be like, well, we're gonna just this is DLC and th this is coming later and we're gonna update it and we're gonna do all this stuff. Do you think that that's going to change going into the next generation as we, uh, we get closer to like the PS5 and uh, the Xbox Series X and stuff like that? Or do you think it's still going to be a trend that maybe gets worse? I think what we need to focus on and as for gaming may need to focus on more stuff that's like indie, you know, mm. uh, as as far as I can see. Like anything that's from like any big company, be it Activision, um, or like uh, EA or something like that. Those folks ain't gonna learn. Ubisoft, those guys all just want it for the money, man. But you got people out here like with like Devolver Digital. Those guys, they put out they put out mad titles, like some of the most some of the most crazy ideas of games. And I think they they they're the, maybe like the publishers, but like they're they're giving like the the developers like a pedestal man but these guys are at devolver digital and like you got games that came out recently like uh hollow knight hollow knight is something oh, i want to get into okay dude um, i would love to see you play hollow knight dude oh bro i love like metroidvania i was thinking about actually playing like castlevania or because i never played a castlevania but i've always played metroids yeah i played pretty much all the metroids just about you know most of them at least but um back to that 
like the only companies i see that are actually going to be trying to go for something that's more than just a cash grab are like the big three man yeah it's mainly it's mainly going to be the big three if it's like a third party person more than likely if it's a major third party i wouldn't say all third parties Mm -hmm. because there are those third parties out there that really put in the rent and put in the time and have these people working for what they and and getting what they deserve from what they work you know Mm -hmm. like you uh like cd project red oh yeah yeah uh, the witcher 3 and witcher and cyberpunk Cyberpunk. coming out yeah you got keanu on there man (laughs) yeah you're breathtaking (laughs) man (laughs) oh my god that that's it seemed like some of those titles have been delayed though too to make sure that they put out the best product uh product yeah i'm glad man when when they announced that uh which one got delayed uh Uh, the last of us last of us yeah last of us and and project um i mean not project cyberpunk cyberpunk yeah. got delayed i think yeah, yeah they got delayed a couple months ago yeah because that yeah. was supposed to come out around this time wasn't it yeah yeah like april may i thought yeah I thought, now, it's, now it's pushed back to like september that's i wonder if they're hoping that it's gonna be like a next gen type launch it, title it most likely it is man like that's gonna be the main kicker for like like the ps5 that and last of us those two's gonna be button heads man but those those are are except for the last of us um the cyberpunk's gonna be on the xbox though cyberpunk is gonna be on the xbox so like that's pretty much game one right there Okay. okay as far as it goes down with like like what's gonna happen later on this year mm-hmm. or or next year whenever the systems want to drop because they still haven't even set a date and we're getting closer and closer to where it was supposed to be in e3 but e3 got canceled but do you think that it's gonna be the like the time to worry about delays for the new consoles is if we get to this summer around the time that e3 would happen and yeah. we have no confirmed date. We don't have certain things. Is that the time for people to go, mm, this might not be happening this winter? Or do you right. think they're they're going to do the best that they can? I, I think that they really they are gonna want try. to. They, they want yeah. to. But with everything going on. scenario, it, it gets pushed back to spring. Yeah. Which, you know, if they have to. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I feel you. Like, sometimes I'm okay with the... You know, I'd rather get a product that's finished, that, um, you know, at least we know is going to meet the standards and the quality of the money that I'm going to put into it. And, yeah. you know, the time that I've waited and, and the time that the developers and that company put in. Mm-hmm. Um, Last of Us, I have had, I have mixed vibes with that. I definitely do. I think that the, the weird thing about The Last of Us is that it got delayed but we know that it's done but i know in some ways and understand it probably isn't the best time to put out a game about a killer virus <laughs> that's like you know i don't I think, know i think that's I think more, it's of a more PR. about the um just the survival thing now more or less yeah, yeah. well those those zombies in the last of us are creepy dude yeah, they are. They're not they are. your typical Resident Evil zombie. They're like fungus clickers. They run, and, bro. They ugh. run. They run. 
they're just Reggie, weird, they just man. stumble at you man but yeah these, these ones they run at you man so i mean hey look more time uh for them allows them to you know finish some things maybe touch some things up I'm, I'm i'm okay with that but i think like after seeing how well animal crossing and doom did it, mm. it just was kind of like uh you know movies are struggling right now obviously yeah. you know movie theaters are closed so i i get that there's even been a couple movies like i think the this random ass troll movie went like vod so you could rent it uh, uh like for 1999 but it was supposed to go to the theaters right but uh, we've seen that like marvel disney and all these other studios have like all right we're pushing everything back but video games are in a different position i think because yeah I, as much as a pedestal man this is giving people a chance to open up their horizons man expanding that it, you're absolutely right man but like think about digital games right now and and that's a steam store and the xbox game pass and you know like my copy of animal crossing uh you know came from the nintendo eShop mm. because of it was just when everything was happening i didn't pre-order i didn't plan and i kind of I, I i just was winging it that night uh that day <clears throat> so you know i don't know that's why i was looking at the last of us and thinking you know you could still release it, it you, you, know, you know it wouldn't you yeah your sales might dip a little bit they, they want those those ps5 sales though yeah they really want those ps5 sales and that's all that is man they want it to be a grand gesture and they feel like yeah the game is going to be dwindling a little bit because i mean we just had days gone and Days Gone was supposed to be a huge game, but it ended up just kind of sleeping under the sweeping under the radar because it Days Gone got revealed like maybe a year after the PS4 came out, mm -hmm. and it's just now coming out when the game is about to die, the system's about <laughs> to die, and, and you know it's kind of sort of a wash, rinse, repeat kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't want that again, man. We, 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 so. I could see Last of Us being a holiday title, uh, uh, maybe like a, a, a day one pickup for PS5. Yeah. And um, as far as like who's really gonna win, who's won me over so far yet between like Xbox and, and PlayStation, that's actually gonna be PlayStation. And it's not even because of uh, uh, Last of Us for real. Even though really? Last of Us got a lot of heft to it. Yeah, yeah. La like, the PS5, the thing is, is that, like, yeah, they got all those games that they've established. They got such a foundation. Now, I've already built me a library for... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I built me a library for the PS4 and the PS5. But, but have these companies announced, like, exactly how digital games that you own on your Xbox One or your PS4 are going to translate into the next gen or have they yeah i mean it's just going to be all on your everything's backed up to the cloud and then on top of that you got um you got other stuff like uh you know the psn stuff and the xbox oh, yeah. live um the on the real advantage i see with like the xbox series x is the fact that they're trying to be more versatile with their games and with their with their console i i can see them being more more fluid with it because we had some crazy stuff happen last year and that is that microsoft was dropping games on the nintendo switch mm. 
Yeah, say it ain't so. We're sending <laughs> out here today. Banjo went over to, uh, you know. Banjo's and Smash. Yeah. yeah. We got Cuphead on the Switch. Ori. Yeah, that's on there. Yeah. So Microsoft is slowly winning me back over. But if if you wanted me to get an Xbox Day One, it better be a Banjo Kazooie remaster or remake or, or a third game or something. You know, it, it better be I, something. I think at this point, from what we've heard and what we know, when it comes to the systems themselves, it's not going to be a lot that really um, uh, separates them, I guess, spec-wise. I mean, th there are going to be those technical things. You're, you're going to have uh, preferences over like, well, I like this controller over that one, or I like these exclusives over that exclusives. And yeah, like it really just comes down to the games. But what I've been trying to tell myself and when I, when this conversation gets brought up about the next gen and where I stand, at least with like what console, because I currently, you know, I have a PlayStation 4. I bought mm -hmm. an Xbox One when they first came out, played, uh, you know, uh, for a while there and then ended up trading it in and then you know all the friends that i played uh xbox with turns out when i got a ps4 they had a ps4 now and they got rid of their xbox and so i've been you know i've been getting into <laughs> pc side stuff side. uh i've been you know definitely messing around with the switch and stuff but you know when it comes to the playstation i know that people keep using well i the playstation exclusives and i completely agree I, I think that if when we look back at this generation, the mm -hmm. Xbox One definitely took a huge L. Some of the best titles that you're going to remember, the See, God they of had the, they had the exclusives. They have them. That's the thing, yeah, bro. They I mean, they them. do, but but I feel like they've all already just like packed up. I think that's where yeah. I'm I'm excited for the the next gen because I'm, I'm excited like, for the next generation too because they bought up all these companies, man. But the thing is, is that they had a foundation, they had a plan. But they they fucked it, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know how. But you had games like like uh, Scaleborn, Scaleborn or Scalebound, Scalebound, Scalebound. That's a Platinum Games game, bro. That would have got me to get an Xbox. Yeah, didn't they just cancel it? Like, was there they, they any any more news that came out of that? Like, it it was they... just canceled. It, it, there were rumors. There were rumors it might go to the Switch or something like that because mm. it might get picked up. Because uh, you know Nintendo. They them and platinums are like, you know, they're tight. They're lovers, tight, bro. bro. They they're lovers, <laughs> man. When I, uh, bro, like, Deku Camille, bro, he, he getting that Nintendo dick, bro. <laughs> but yeah, they, they they definitely are making moves, man. I mean, and and, and they have, like you said, they have the ammunition. But yeah, I feel they, like they I, they just kind of were like, all right, we're gonna focus on the next gen. Here's the Xbox Game Pass. You know, and I think that that's been one of the the that's where they wins. That's where they generation. they they had a wake up moment. They they kind of realized, yeah. oh shoot, why don't we just go ahead and make everything backwards compatible? And that on top of X Cloud, and you had stuff like Google Stadia trying to get up inside this uh, this what whole is thing. Google Stadia, Mike. What, is what that? are you talking yeah, about? I don't, I don't know what that is. Have man. you even seen one in real life? Not yet. Not yet. I haven't even seen the app. I haven't seen any kind of. I haven't icon. seen ads anymore since. Like, I, don't, I don't see the ads, dude. I seen like that one ad and that one guy that looks like he's from like LMFAO. The guy that uh, he's a drummer or something for like James uh, Gordon or something. Or some shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Okay. No. He's a uh, he's the late late night. Late late show. Yeah, that guy. He's the one but... that comes after Stephen Colbert. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, yeah. I only know I, Steve. <laughs> I only know Steven. Uh, yeah, the the stadia definitely has just kind of it's out there, but you you're not hearing about it as much if if at all. Um, no, but I'll, I'll tell you, man. I think that yes, games like the Final Fantasy VII remake. God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, and you know they're going to do a sequel to that. Oh, that's already uh, in the works. That's confirmed everything, man. And I'm, I, I love I'm buying that day one. But man, it's like there's just something about the Xbox. And I don't know if it's an underdog mentality, like I'm rooting for them because I really want them to do well. And I really don't understand why they drop the ball so hard. And I think people are going to look back at this generation and you're going to see a lot of retrospectives and, you know, what happened to the Xbox one and just all these, you know, videos and content out in the future. Um, Cause you know, yeah, PlayStation killed it, man. I mean, yeah, they, they weren't perfect by any means. They've made mistakes along the way, but that's why I feel like they're struggling right now with that transitioning into the PlayStation five, because you're winning. You also are uh, in the last year. Yeah. And and we'll think about the games and titles supposed to come out, like you said, in the last year of this this console's cycle. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, that's supposed to come out in June. That right there is going to make your your system explode by far. Because um, every time I end the stream with with just Final Fantasy VII, like my system is hot. Like it's an entire furnace. Yeah, I can roast marshmallows up in there. Ooh, yeah, be careful. <laughs> be careful <laughs> that. I, I didn't even think to consider that. And that's one of the things that we've been hearing, uh, at least rumor-wise, with the PlayStation 5 is uh, overheating issues. Ghost of Tsushima has to be one of the best-looking like games I've seen since like, Witcher. Really? Yeah. Like Everything that they're doing with it and what's going to happen with it mm-hmm. uh, is definitely going to have to like like you if you want to get the best optimization out you're definitely going to have to play it on ps5 because it's more than likely not going to be over 30 frames per second even on the uh pro it's probably yeah, i was about to say do, do you know a lot of people that own an xbox one x and a playstation 4 pro and like both of them or no just one or the other do you know a lot of people some yeah. of those systems yeah 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 do they make um, a honestly, big difference when it comes to like these titles that you're talking about? The X, the X has a foot up when it comes to raw power, but Xbox ain't got no games. <laughs> yeah, I was about to I say. mean they do, but they don't. <laughs> exactly, they're they're kind of rocking off uh, like Sea of Thieves, uh, just anything on the Game Pass, any third party stuff. Which That's you know, I, I know earlier we were just kind of like about you know some of these companies being better because they take their time and stuff but there are games that have come out uh like let's say rainbow six siege something like that that um has definitely you know aged really well and is still getting content and has a growing fan base you know overwatch there's been some multiplayer titles that i feel like have come out and have not made sequels every year they've just added content to that one title now we are yeah. getting like an overwatch 2 and shit but yeah you know which i don't really understand they just dropped another character today echo um, yeah that's right yeah, did you ever get into not, overwatch any um not really nah, no either i've I seen like different controversies and stuff like that about like you know tracer being too sexy apparently because she had a pinup pose or some shit 
and you know it being like stupid stuff like that yeah I um but i've i've never really dived deep into like you know like that that competitive that, that type of genre, type stuff. yeah like yeah. the whole thing with like online multiplayer i know i need to get into them more i just haven't gotten around to it what, what would you say is the last one that you that i played like a multiplayer type game yeah no, that, that have to be splatoon i love me some splatoon though splatoon is underrated bro splatoon is feeling a lot of underrated but they're supposed to be there's rumors about it being like a third game or something like that in the works. We need to get more people on the Splatoon, man. Dude, like for real. It's supposed to be like a competitive type of game anyway. That's that's what Nintendo was pushing when they first revealed it. But think about that. Other than Smash, ARMS and Splatoon kind of feel like that they fit that category, but you don't hear near as much about them. I think ARMS is going to have a resurgence. There's going to be an ARMS sequel. E- either it be tease this year or next year there's going to be an arm sequel because of the so fact that potential. there's an arms character in the that's coming to smash yeah that's right now i mean i guess you could technically say like pokemon sword and shield have a you know i know like looting call did competitive matches online and stuff like that yeah um and, and and people get really heavy into that but you know i we played sword and shield um, and I, I beat it, but I, I took, I actually put it down for a minute and then finally just was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't beat freaking shield. So I picked it up and finally just ran through the, the last parts. But, you know, I don't know, that, man, that you're that, a champion for it because I have like, <laughs> I got RPG disorder, bro. I put too many of them to the side sometimes. Oh, dude. If you put down an RPG, just consider it done, bro. Like, <laughs> you know how many times that I've like picked up Witcher Three, started, put hours into it, then got sidetracked, and then when I do like turn it on, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, what's my motivation here? There's times like this where I wish that the Wii U was still alive because games barely came out on it. <laughs> that was worth any of my time. So bro, I had plenty of time to myself. <laughs> these games, man. I'm telling you, like, I know we're about to get into like Xenoblade stuff that's oh, coming out God. in may man you know is about to be the one that's gonna <sighs> be the one really i still haven't beaten fire emblem but if i don't beat fire emblem before xenoblade comes oh out, my god that's me. right dude and how many hours do you think you put into fire emblem? oh god dude like i put in like a solid maybe 30 hours <laughs> Holy 30 shit. hours hey man it's one of those games and dude still um, at the beginning i don't know why <laughs> let's um before we get into anything else there's a couple things that um, but I, I feel like we still deserve our, our Final Fantasy VII deserves a, a, some more, you know, talking about. Um, what yeah. w- this is your first like experience with it for real, for real, like uh, Final Fantasy. Well, you said you you messed with Final Fantasy fifteen. I'm, I'm, um, I played and beat fifteen, the base okay. game, and okay. um, I. I played a little bit of 10. I still haven't finished 10. Oh my God. I started 10 way before I started Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. God um, Don't think but, about uh, it too hard, bro. It'll make you feel some kind of way, man. There, everybody. You know what made me put down 10? No, no. Like everybody's Zero got Blade two. List. Oh, Zero Blade? Zero Blade 2 <laughs> made me put down it, 10, man. It, it, they, all, they all cancel out each other, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. really do. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I I know that you're. How many hours would you say you're into uh, Final Fantasy VII remake right now? Mm. If you had to like take 20, a look, guess. 20, twenty hours ish. Good, good stuff. Good and, stuff. and I'm I'm doing like all the all the side quests I can find. Now, now, what's your first impressions, man? Like overall gameplay, 
graphics, story. All let's that. start with um, let's start with gameplay. Let's start with gameplay. Bet. Uh, originally, <laughs> I played the demo. You know, once I checked out the demo and I checked out like the the combat in the game. Oh, I was I was sold, dude. Like the, this. Hell was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I that same day I I put down an extra like half on the uh on the remake i put down extra extra money on that on the pre-order for it i mean but um dude like the game the gameplay they stretches they stretch so much out but it's 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 good padding it's good padding bro you you (laughs) think that when you think padding i'm thinking like e3 i'm thinking like Game Awards, Jeff Keighley oh, coming shit. up there trying to tell jokes and make me laugh for some reason. I'm thinking like Dragon Ball Z filler, man. I'm thinking Dragon Ball Z Naruto filler, bro. Ugh. So you're telling me that the side quest and the the amount of effort they put into really opening up that those in my experience with the original, like the first four to eight hours, they've turned that into a full thirty plus hour video game experience. And yeah. you're 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 only 20 hours in or so and i i know judging by where you're where you are in the story you still got a good chunk left man i got a whole chunk left a whole chunk so yeah like 59.99 or whenever you get it i mean the the game play and the the time that you're going to put into it is there and you're saying like the combat like the uh the rpg element elements and stuff how you've been liking that like the leveling up and equipping you know d- yeah. different weapons and items is it pretty deep or is it pretty casual oh, it's, it's surprisingly deep dude um it still plays like an rpg even though it's like a hack and slash yeah yeah when, when i say that i i mean like when i say it plays like an rpg it's it's like this you can still get hit even if you're not like as close as you think you are to like a hitbox mm. so you could be on you could be like just barely trying to dodge an attack and it still hits you or you still get like a flank uh you get like flank damage or something like that or you won't get hit as much you won't get as much of damage but you get you still get hit and stuff like that and you still got to manage your party bro that whole atb system that is crucial dude that is crucial because you have to keep on attacking in order to build it up faster. Because if you start trying to run away, uh, you're not going to build it up as fast. Right. So it, it it's a high risk, high reward type of gameplay style. You know, yeah. I find myself switching between like for a good chunk of the game right now. I, I've been playing heavy with like Aerith and, and I played a good chunk of the game with Tifa. And right now where I'm at, I stopped and... I have to fight this boss that I know is coming up. So, um, I got both Aerith and Tifa in my party now. So, like, I'm gonna. This is where the game is gonna really throw me in with the whole combat situation. And I just got done with this other boss fight against the Hell House, bro. And that, that mm-hmm. took some time because you had to you had to target different parts of its body different parts of the oh, house oh shit so it's like yeah. multitasking on a whole different level bro like in bro, height you, you have to, intense you have moments to, <laughs> the thing is is that like with the hell house you had to change your elements so if you had only one element of material or like 
like one or two like you're, you're not doing enough man and summons when i say summons are your friend dude like try your best to get those summons and it really just depends because during that boss fight with the hell house i had to make sure i'm not healing the house because it changes the elements and if it switches to the element that my summon was at then it gets healed damn yeah, yeah, so yeah. There, there, there's there's depth to the combat like there's depth to the story to the characters man i mean and, it, and it's originally there like even everything i that feel you, that but everything that you wanted it to be yeah in a final fantasy 7 type of remake and then reimagining mm. is there dude and that's just in the gameplay alone this is just the gameplay let me get on the story the story stretches out so much beyond what you think just the demo the demo is an hour-long demo but it sets it up to where you know uh you see these different sides of these characters and you get their personification the same voices that you had in your head when you were reading the text box back in 97 mm -hmm. yeah you it's it's exactly one-to-one -one what you thought it would be when you meet these characters and what they're like I've always known, um, you know, Barrett to be like this, this tough, big bro, like brooding black guy who was kind of sort of inspired by like the way Mr. T carries himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, you brought that up and I was like, now I can't look at him and not think about Mr. T, dude. Because, yeah, because Mr. T, the way Mr. T is, he'll be all aggressive with you. And, and then all of a sudden he have a big old smile on his face and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like okay and you get the same thing man like if you ever seen like that there was this one drug psa commercial with mr t on it and he was just shaking the cameraman and just like yelling at the screen bro and then you know he was like don't do drugs don't do drugs <laughs> okay <laughs> like, it's, it's the exact same thing bro yeah it's the exact same thing with barrett bro the characters, like, man. They, yeah. they captured. They captured. Each one has like likable things about them. Like they, they really let their personalities shine. And, really and like do. you're saying, dude, like you, you're, you're coming up with a lot of that in your head uh, it, when you're playing the original or any game like that. You know where it's a lot of text. Like I did that shit with Pokemon growing up. You know stuff like that. But when you when you see the remake especially from what i've seen in, in your streams dude yeah dude it, it, it there's no disconnection there's no like mm, that just doesn't sound right you know like it feels like oh of course that's exactly how that character should act should sound because there was only so much they could do in 97 you know if you've yeah. seen like they're just polygons bro <laughs> it's but like it's kind of ridiculous a lot of the time there's bro. a it's lot of fun. stuff there's a there's some good chunk of fan service up in there man oh yeah oh yeah like there's fan service that's like the good kind of fan service you know what i'm saying yeah 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 Oh, but yeah. there's also there's also <laughs> fan service like you know fan service like fan service <laughs> yeah like man like you think service. of stuff like like tifa and everything like that boy she bad <laughs> yeah she bad. And, they, and they'll have you yeah what should and, she wear and the thing is is that like the game knows that she's bad because everybody up in the game want to smash tifa <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody Which... in the game want to smash bro so like I, every time 
every time you walk up with somebody and Tifa's in your party, like say for instance, you you'll tell by like the way they're designed with the haircut or something like that. <laughs> they got like those 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 boy band fuckboy haircuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> like there's this shop owner that's like right in the beginning of the game, and he's like, uh, I don't want you up in here unless Tifa's with you. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> And you got like this other dude that's straight up like a simp for Tifa or anything like that. His name is Johnny. And like, you know, it's a certain stuff that happened in the story and everything like that. And this man is up in here getting his ass beat up in the Coliseum trying to like win back Tifa and stuff like oh, that. Save her. Yeah. But that's it, bro. That's what you're talking about. Like you, you get a lot of the atmosphere. You know, the side characters and NPCs have personality. You know, Bro, they like, have so much personality in this game. There's so much dialogue and so much so much audio and so much environmental uh stuff, man. Going on that make it's so immersive and it's like, super immersive and you know, you get to stuff, you get to see like Air's house and you get to see how beautiful her house is and it's like a garden of flowers, different yeah. flowers and everything like that and a waterfall and like everything. And this is supposed to be in the slums, but Air's house is like the best looking house in the entire slums. Um, and then you got other stuff like uh, who else? Who else? Oh, Cloud. Cloud like is I like how Cloud's character is. He's like so sure of himself, but he's also <laughs> such an edge lord. But <laughs> once you really is. once you get up under his skin, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> Because when you see him in that dress and you see this man at the Honeybee Inn and he's dancing and everything. Hold up. Have you done that already? Have you I already it? done it, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, you got to see it. I'm going to highlight it. I'm going to highlight it. Do um, that. I, when know, I played I that in the original version, I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, when I say this was, this was, that was the thing that it's that was crazy. like oh yeah i gotta get this game no they got the cloud of the dress can i fight in the dress please let me fight in the dress i, I still haven't seen it yet where i can fight in the dress but i'm pretty sure they got it <laughs> but dude it's a wacky game though man it really and things where you're just like only in a final fantasy title like this, man only in a type but of game at the like same this time, it's like oh my god this is so this is so good you wouldn't think oh this yeah is a realistic way of doing things <laughs> and like it works when you see cloud man and he's in the dressing you see him it's like everybody should know that that's still a dude right but like everybody's like damn she fired his hell about this bag. let me go and i'll let you like you walking down the street in the dress and like cloud is looking all modest and humble and everything like that he's quiet and then you know you just walking by i remember there's this one part where i was walking down the street in the wall market and like there was this couple there and like the dude was like, damn, she bad. Oh my god. <laughs> and his girl, his girl was like, I'm only just comparing her to you, you know. <laughs> Bro, I, I saw in like the walkthrough because I had it pulled up just in, you know, just in case I get stuck, guys. You yeah. Know, I'm a true gamer, all right? I'm gonna figure this shit out on my own, all right? But but there was like this uh depending on what like dress options or different things that you did is certain uh, things that you do 
Yeah, but it the game doesn't tell you the shit right out. Like this it is shit that you would it just find seven remake either. It doesn't. But that's something that I feel like is so uh, so uh, I, I I really miss that uh, that games don't do that as much. A lot of games like hold your hand a lot. I know a lot of people would say like, man, Breath of the Wild. I love how they just like go, hey, all right, here's the world. Have Breath fun. of the Wild, in my opinion, is still easy. Unless but, you're but, playing like the DLC or something. But, you know, they still don't really tell you exactly how to do certain. I mean, they kind of, yeah, but like there was something about. Yeah, my but experience it's like with the, you need to apply a little bit of common sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like when uh, the other night when I was doing that stream, like it was saying like you have to go into each of these libraries and you got to find the one that's out of place and then you got to <laughs> take that number and then you got to, <laughs> that's the path, you know, just shit. That's that, what I said, man. Like you, you really have to put your brain meat into some of these older titles, bro, because they actually make you work for what you want. And I love that. And I think that, that that's so missing good. from so much nowadays. You know, some games you know can really win you over by having a good tutorial or how they implement a tutorial because dude nobody likes a boring ass oh my gosh get me through this like some of this shit's too simple like do you really need to tell me that a's jump uh, you know or it, not not like that but you know how they take you through it yeah it's yeah such a, I mean, you know, i've had those games too man i think the last time a game was legitimately difficult that wasn't dark souls it had to be like that gamecube ps2 and xbox era. oh yeah and that was it then after that, that it, it. kind of it's kind of went into a whole nother you know generation and it is what it is man but i i am um very happy that the remake has still carried that on and captured yeah. a lot of that like that. so what 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 i think that does though is it really promotes replayability it's like, oh, I didn't know that if I picked this over that, then this would happen or this would, you know, happen. And I know for a fact I'm gonna have to pick this game up again once I'm done with it. Maybe, yeah. maybe when it's close to the time that you know the sequel is about to come out, you know, because I see in the grand scheme of things, it's probably gonna be like another decade before this game is actually <laughs> actually like the story is ending for this this game. That's crazy to think about, right? yeah it, it, at least seven years at the very at the very least another seven maybe you know mm. maybe five it might be five years no yeah i don't know where they are with like development yeah i don't know like you I know certain mainly games. what they were trying to do is just get like the game engine down and okay. this time around they're actually using you know you know uh, unreal engine 4 which oh. is a good idea because they can just reuse textures that they have already set up and you know build the rest of the world well it's like some of those movies i remember like for instance when lord of the rings was coming out the the moment like one was out in the theaters they were already filming and shooting the sequel you know they were it was kind of like this non-stop process and like marvel yeah so it's kind of like okay yeah the the this version or this first part of the remake now if you're not familiar <laughs> with Final Fantasy VII and the remake, and I'm pretty new to the series and everything. Me too. But one of, one of the things about it, though, that was kind of rubbing people the wrong way was that it was going to be quote unquote episodic in a, in a, in a way. But you know, when you buy the game, it, there's nothing that says Final Fantasy VII remake part one. There's yeah, nothing it doesn't like say that. part one. Is that's the thing? It's saying Final Fantasy VII remake. It's a complete experience in that in that box. Like when you put that disc in, or if you buy that off the digital store, you're still getting a full experience. But there is still so much more to that, gonna that world. Is, 
they're gonna have it way they did like 10 and 10 2 and uh 13 and 13 mm. 2 13 3 you know that's that's how they always done with like final final fantasy sequels mm-hmm. so this is gonna be final fantasy remake then remake 2 remake 7 2 remake 7 3 like that so you know uh i i we could spend a whole lot of time diving into a lot of the <laughs> details I, I i will tell people that right now uncle mike uh he is streaming this on his twitch channel and you're gonna yeah. see the link to his twitch channel in the uh, description of this episode i don't know if you're gonna you have plans to pull any of that and put it on youtube but if so you'll probably have a link in uh the description of this episode for the youtube channel as well and you can actually go back and watch his re3 playthrough I'm gonna uh, on there as well so uh so you know as we continue to play this i'm going to continue to stream the original you're going to continue to stream and go through the remake and and it's been a blast seeing you experience it and i can't wait to pick it up myself but um yeah Yeah. it it, so far it's been a great experience and and it's so rewarding and um uh, in a lot of ways uplifting because you're like if i like this game i'll like this series and if i like this series there's like a handful or more other titles that i'm at least almost guaranteed to like they may that's not what, live that's up what to it's this like for me and xenoblade yeah that's how it is for me and xenoblade there's games out there that absolutely deserve like remakes that still to this day is just being buried by like different companies and stuff like that and through you know different patents so like games like you got like xenosaga xenosaga has a whole trilogy that's a whole trilogy of xenoblade type games and it's just stuck back in like that ps2 era and you got games like xeno gears and xeno gears was originally developed by square Ooh, square enix when square was square enix you know when square enix was square back in the day yeah yeah <laughs> back in the day bro so was it like squaresoft or some shit or it was just i think it was just yeah it was probably squaresoft maybe some weird name i don't know but yeah it was the same guys man (laughs) same guys that's doing that they're doing xenoblade series now that's why you know i've been like a heavy fan for xenoblade and everything like that looking into that and looking into like the other stuff that you can do you know and like i said man xenoblades and like final fantasies they go hand in hand honestly they're like they're like brother and sister Mm -hmm. right then they see each other i Um, mean they're like a jrpg genre adventure um a lot of it, it, there's different to them they kind of each other yeah you know? well that and you know i throw dragon quest in there as well yeah dragon quest absolutely dragon yeah. quest was the king of it all dragon that's, quest was like uh, the big brother to the two that's one i want to get into too but see like that's the thing though like even if you like like you say xenoblade then you probably will enjoy playing final fantasy or dragon quest and vice versa so yeah, all the way you, around if you have no experience like i had none and i know uncle mike had a little bit you know but he had a lot more experience with xenoblade but hearing you know his take on this final fantasy 7 remake and what i'm saying about the original uh if you have any experience with jrpgs rpgs definitely give this a shot if you haven't um you're definitely going to get your money's worth first of all um this whole quarantine man i would oh you might as well say yes go full force into an rpg you will not be disappointed it will doesn't not. matter it doesn't matter what rpg honestly <laughs> you're, you're right RPG, really you're right 
I mean, because I, I still have this like lust for Witcher 3. I got to finish Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. There's, I mean, oh my God, dude. And now I'm playing Oblivion and I'm playing. It's just, that's all I'm getting into, man. It's just hard. And Dragon Ball is supposed to be having their uh, DLC with oh, theories and stuff. You're right. Battle of the God. I got to speed up, man. I think um, I'm going to have to get to a point where I have to pick that up like very soon as far as Dragon Ball. Um, and I need to do another Wonder Soul Z, which I actually had planned. <laughs> uh, for at least april i'm trying to do at least one a month for that so it allows me to like really enjoy it when I, and i kind of sparse it out and if there's not really a lot going on i can go well let me just watch a dragon ball z movie and talk about it so um but the game is amazing and um and there's a, a little bit more game talk that i want to get to in this episode but um i want to keep this around the you know hour and a half so mark but you know we'll just roll with it but there is something that i wanted to talk about that i haven't really had a chance to talk about with anybody uh recently and that's my hero academia season four yes sir um so before we do dive into this this is going to be spoiler filled um because we're just going to geek out um and just kind of give our overall thoughts on the season and how it compares and what are some of the highlights some of the lowlights so if you guys haven't watched my hero academia season four if you ain't uh, caught I, up, you better catch up. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop this it. episode right here, and then come back and, and chill with us and geek out with us. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just want to make sure we give that warning. And like at this three, point, it's one hundred percent your fault. <laughs> it is your fault if you you know it's not very plus ultra to give spoilers out. So, um, so yeah, I know that we were texting during that endeavor episode or on that day. I think it was like Bruh. a Saturday. And you're yes. like, yo, bro, have you seen that First episode? Came out, yeah. Yo, so let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about season four. What if overall, what what was your first or your general impressions on that season? I'm liking the character development a lot. Yeah. Like the different characters, like you got like uh Red Red Riot. Yeah, I'm liking yeah. his character, you know. Definitely um, a standout. Definitely a standout. I, I actually got around to watching two heroes. I watched the, I watched it on bootleg, man. Oh, <laughs> i couldn't it's wait longer man i couldn't wait. oh but is it good quality at least uh-uh oh, oh god it was horrible oh man it was horrible oh, my. but it was worth it okay it you was still got the gif of it dude that was such an oh such an amazing film to yeah see it was even parts week. of the movie cut out that that didn't need to be cut out for some reason you know i don't know That's who stupid. edited that but like they're a piece of shit whoever edited that bootleg you're a piece of shit Damn, you heard it. <laughs> yeah, like, man. man literally cut out portions of the movie and then put some text at the bottom of the screen saying the exposition of what happened in that scene. I'm like, man, just let me watch the movie. Yeah, let me see what's happening, man. Yeah, that's what you get, man. That's what you, it, 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 it's coming out this summer on like Blu-ray and DVD. So, man, you don't uh, have to wait too much longer. To see it then, man. Yeah, I, I'd rather you see it in that way than to get it spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to go back and watch it. it like that. You know? Oh, hell yeah, dude. We're going to have to I, have I a got, watch party. I got the chance to watch uh, stuff like One Piece and all that, too. The One Piece movie that came out, Stampede. Yeah. That, oh, shit. Yeah. But uh, back to season four of of uh, All Might, <laughs> of My Hero. <laughs> um, as you already know, All Might, he's not completely in the picture anymore. He's no longer the symbol of peace. Right. And shit's about to hit the fan. Oh, bro. Like, how did, let me see, how did we start off season four? Four? 
Um, it was a reporter that came to the dorms. Yeah, he has like this this quirk with like cameras and shit. Yeah, there was, (laughs) but that that was like a whole catch up. Like, hey guys, welcome back, and let's fill you in. And 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 I think you just brought up the overall theme for season four is yeah, yeah, All Might's not the symbol. Your turn now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's completely your your thing now. This is all you. Now. All Might's well, going full force into like actually just training Deku. Yeah, training Deku. He's kind of become a Yoda. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I and look, I dig that relationship. I'm glad he's still active, and it can be a little stressful seeing him have to be on the sidelines. You know, especially when we got towards the end with the Endeavor stuff, which we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, I think that that theme like resonates within all the arcs. And uh, especially with that one point that you brought up about character development, I feel like if anything, that's one of the bigger highlights to season four. Because yeah. if I'm going to be like completely honest with you, bro, like completely blunt honest, and you know how much I like my hero. Yeah. I think that season four was one of the weaker seasons. I, I think don't, so too. I, I don't know if, I, you know, and that's why I was kind of like, ah, I kind of want to wait to talk about it. But really... You know, I know I'm going to watch the rest in dub when they do that. And they're doing that right now, actually, from home. So shout out to Funimation for wow, making that work. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy, dude. It's, it's So it's crazy. pretty impressive what they can still get done. They got people like, you know, got in these, uh, these uh, blanket studios and got engineers and, and iPads and stuff. And they're recording and doing all that. So shout out to Funimation for doing that and getting that um, that out there to people. Kind of um, reminds me of the guy that did Spike Spiegel's voice in uh, Cowboy Bebop. You know, he covered his mouth with a pillow to do Spike's voice. What? Dude. Yeah. It, it, I When I went to uh, Comic-Con, he was there. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, that was one of his things. A lot of <laughs> stuff he would do and audition for was at home. He'd throw a blanket over himself, you know, and just get up on the mic. And he just was basically telling you that you don't need you know fancy voice acting classes or an impressive studio to get get yourself out there and to practice and to try so if anybody's interested uh, in voice ghost acting, planet shout out to ghost planet yo. oh yeah dude ghost planet's killing it man uh he does a podcast and he also it, it, it's uh in a lot of ways an audio drama but he definitely has uh reviews for different albums and different things like that yeah. Uh, he's got original characters that he voices and, and he also has other uh, voice actors come in and do so you know shout out to Ghost Planet he's an awesome dude man um, but you know as far as like my hero this season I don't know if it was the pacing you know I don't know if it was that first like okay the overhaul arc that's the way I look at it you know with Eerie and and, and uh then you got Lamillion and the big three and all that stuff. And they're underground and they're going through all that. That was okay. It was pretty yeah. tense. And I love seeing, you know, uh, Eraserhead, Deku, Lamillion, all them like going. What, like three of those episodes, just them running underground. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> but, but we did get the Red Riot and Fat Gum. You know, we got I love some, that fight. We I got love, some cool fights. You're right. I love all of, all of Red Riot. Like his, yeah. his, like when he went like that super hard mode when he was fighting yes. that dude with the blades and stuff like i love that y'all that was awesome dude that was like, awesome that's what i've I've always been impressed with the show or the story is how they've taken characters like red riot 
who uh, a few seasons ago is just like a BC character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's kind of like sidecast. And now he's one of the stronger, more experienced uh, students in class 1A right now. I and would count him up there with the top characters like Ida. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, more than Ida. Ida kind of taking a back Ida seat. Was, yeah, he's taking a back seat ever since like season two was in. Since the hero killer arc. He's ever just since Stain like, was done. Like, yeah. Which is a shame because, I mean, I under it, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, the Ida is definitely just kind of chilled. But but because of that, we have the rise of some other characters. And we've also seen how characters like Bakugo and Todoroki in this season kind of got shifted and shafted. Yeah. But then like they kind of brought them in near the midway point. But you don't really see much come out of them. So if you're fans of those two guys, uh, you didn't get a lot of their... I you think know, Total Rookie season is really going to be like next season. Bro. Yeah. Okay. So with Total Rookie and that character development, that relationship with Endeavor, bro. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the way that this season ended. It really oh. gave me some time or, or maybe want to take time to think about the overall season because it, that ending was so good. And, and just what they've done with those couple of characters i'm 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 thoroughly impressed man yeah so even, even though Todoroki's is not a, like really active in the story right now he through what's going on with endeavor being the new number one hero and how endeavors changed as a character man yeah it it, it you you can't you bring up one without the other now you see saying. him in this different light man you see endeavor he was a he was a bad dude bro he was a shitty dude really like he's trying to get this redemption arc going for himself all of a sudden and like you see like shoto he's when when that fight happened at the end of that season um you see that shoto he's he's clutch bro he's like oh my god please don't let this man die yeah which is crazy bro because god, oh my god bro. go back like, this this rewind the clocks, bro. Season one, season two, like, anything like, before. Fuck about you, fuck you, daddy. Not <laughs> no, he didn't even want to see him. He didn't want to talk to him. He didn't want to use his powers or nothing, bro. Nothing. But that was just like, ah! bro. But they opened it up when yeah. when they got done that 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 training with the kids and stuff, right? Like after the overhaul arc, and we got Bakugo and Todoroki doing that. And Endeavor walks up to him. He's like, you know, I'm gonna make you proud that your dad's the number one hero or the strongest man. Yeah. Like it's, it, but it's kind of weird. Like there's a bittersweet to it because you're like, okay, you 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 finally got what you wanted. Now you want to go back and try to correct all the things that you did to get there, right? Yeah. So, so he's trying to go well, but then we get little snippets of like, well, he has been sending flowers to, you know, Todoroki's mom. You yeah. know, things like that. So. It's it's different because up until that point, we as the audience have been just shown nothing but negativity and just like fuck this guy. You yeah, know? it really has been just that. And like, you know, you see Endeavor when you're when he's initially getting that screen time in season four, he's very dry. Yeah, like, but but he's dry. also like he's kind of at a loss uh, as well because of the theme of all might not being the symbol of peace and he's even he has that moment with all might when they're sitting up there in the audience going right. he, he he's like what what does it mean to be the symbol of peace like you know you just what, find your own way yeah and just, just kind of seeing him open up and 
I, I, you know, I don't know. There's just something about good writing where you can take a complete unlikable character and in a matter of a few episodes and a few, you know, story arcs can can make you at the end of season four stand up and root for this guy literally cheer him on like i was so amped during that final fight in that final episode that it was kind of a moderate effect for me <laughs> really was it kind yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a moderate effect for me man did you I, like I, you, well, go you're ahead and like a bad guy <laughs> yeah i mean you really are but like you hear him in that fight like when he's up in the air and he's looking at that that no moon he's talking to it and he's like you know you strength blah 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 basically goes you're the old me you're like the version of me that i'm about to destroy i'm about to just uh, completely light on fire and i don't know there was just something about that like if you believe that people can change no matter what they've done in some to some you know standards obviously nothing can really take back what that guy has done to his family and those around him and really for the selfish means but there's something in seeing someone truly uh admit that they fucked up and that they're actually making or or taking action to try to correct it you know and and admitting to themselves and those yeah i can't take any of the things i did back but hopefully moving forward i can earn your respect i can earn those are the type of characters i actually like seeing though like those characters that had like some dirt on them man that that really feel guilty for what they've done and they have to live with the burden of people always going to remember that and it's going to make you feel bad but you're going to have to learn to accept yourself and accept that you've you've done these things Mm -hmm. and you're trying to make better peace with yourself and with the people around you and, and that that's just really good storytelling, bro. I mean, it you really know, is. You, you, yeah. you're you're going to see character development in ways that you wouldn't expect because it's not just Todoroki and his family; it's uh-huh. everyone. When when he's fighting that Nomu, people in, in the city watching, were, man. and and at the beginning, you know, you see him. Everybody was like scared of him. Everybody yeah. didn't want to talk to him. Exactly. Oh. So it's it's not just a contained thing. It's like nobody likes this guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's made sure that nobody likes him, uh, you know, in, in in any way that he can. Like he's never tried to be likable, and and we've only known him to be this selfish person to like only want to you know obtain power for himself and all, and all this shit. But I'll tell you, man, the ending was great. Now, the this 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 backtrack uh, to the overhaul arc. I will say though that I, I felt more in that season finale than I did in the the Lamillion overhaul fight. Like I, I think was, I know why too. Go ahead. I want to hear because if, if we agree, I'll, I'll let you know. Go ahead. Lamillion was supposed to have this super drawn out, super tough battle. But they wrapped it up in a couple of flashes, just like <sighs> a couple of PNGs. And that's what that like your dick was hard when he first started <laughs> fighting them, and then all of a sudden, it's like it just went limp, bro. It just went limp. Bro, and you're absolutely right, though, man. You see like, Lemillion, he's all bloodied up, and he's you're just like, how did he get like that, man? Like, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see what he did, and 
just to give him a hard time, man. Like, give give Overhaul a hard time, bro. Let me see Overhaul have a hard time with this man. I would love to know why they made that choice, though, dude. For the animation, as you know, uh, taking they it spent in that the direction. rent in the wrong place. Yeah, you you definitely right. Because then after that, we Deku coming Deku in. Deku tore up the plays, man. Deku that shit was hype. The show, bro, it was hype. I loved that animation. That, I loved all of it, dude. That was really that was really hype. But that's still like okay. Don't make Deku this new Goku, right? Yeah. Where we yeah. always know that Goku's gonna come in the show Make, let these other characters shine bro because bro. overhaul before before things got too serious overhaul was doing work and like he was having a hard time with lamillion and i felt like lamillion could have beaten him even when he had fused with the with the uh one of his uh henchmen yeah, his bro. Minions, yeah one of his minions even when he fused with him i think that like lamillion still could have like beaten him and, and like he was still fighting, bro. That's the thing. You, exactly. He was still fighting after he lost his quirk and everything. I, and, and you know what? What it was for me a lot was up until that point. Every time there was an emotion or something character heavy, I felt it. And I feel like they really have done a good job. Not all, the, not not perfectly, but for the most part, have really connected. Like when they want me to feel something, I'm feeling it. Right, whether it's the combination yeah. of the buildup, the the flashbacks, the 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 music, you know, all of that, all wrapping up into one. I mean, my compared to some other animes and other shows and <laughs> stories, has done a really fantastic job with that. But they even take the time to build up Lamillion and get us familiar with him, and, and I just feel like he just didn't get the moment that he deserved. There, this man loses his quirk. Not like, only that, but like he was supposed to have Deku's. He's yes. supposed to have all for one from the get go, bro. And, and then uh what's and his man, face? What makes it even worse to, to me is the fact that like this man looked like All Might had a love child with somebody because like <laughs> he he did as look just like All Might. He, he he did he he did have that vibe. He got that same vibe as All Might, bro. That personality, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. And I like Lamillion. I really do. And I think his quirk's cool. I really like all of the big three. Sun Eater. Sun Eater is cool as hell, bro. I wish I could have those powers. Bro, Sun Eater, Fat Gum, and Fat Gum uh, Red Riot were just Red a Riot, cool. Fat Gum, like, as, as it goes with, like, those B-tier side characters, they had some really good times during this season. Also. Hell yeah. And you see, like, Fat Gum and, like, Vigilante. It's a spinoff, and... You know, I think that vigilantes, hopefully in the future, because um, I'm 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 kind of caught up. I know that they're releasing like chapter by chapter, but the next volume comes out this summer. Um, has done a really good job of taking some of those uh, characters and heroes that we know have potential, but they're just not going to get the same kind of spotlight, you know, as Class One A, and not even just that. Deku, Todoroki, Bakugo, like they're the big three in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I think overall was a decent villain. You know, like I, I, I think the dub voice actor was really dope. I think he brought a lot to the vibe of that character, and I think he did some really messed up things. Um, you know, and and some of his henchmen had this the same aesthetic and style to him. You know, uh, and and their their quirks were pretty interesting, and his in itself was pretty dangerous. I mean, the dude can break uh, what pretty much break down anything and put it back together 
You know, yeah, that's, that's pretty much his whole thing. Like, Overhaul had an OP power, bro. It, yeah, I really did. He yeah. literally had the ability to take somebody else's quirk if he wanted to. Which is a theme that we're currently seeing throughout all of my heroes. All oh, like in Vigilantes, that's something that's hovering over there. If you've seen these movies, if you know anything about what's going on, and I'm not caught up on the manga, so from what I've heard, it, it gets deeper than rap when we when we're talking about quirks and transferring quirks and stealing quirks. I oh, mean, God. Overhaul's whole thing is what trying to take away quirks. Like he wants to just get things yeah. back to the the way it was. Uh, and they only have a handful of people have quirks so they can run shit in this society. And and what was always so interesting uh, through some of the flashbacks with Overhaul is some of the dialogue that they had where he's speaking like Deku. Think about every villain that we've encountered for the most part. Even uh, Genta Criminal, which we'll I talk about in a Gentle moment. I love Criminal, bro. I love him too, bro. Surprisingly. At first, I was you, like, You fell in love with him? I, I, you know, I, okay, I, I, I wouldn't, love is a strong word. <laughs> love is a very, I don't throw that word around casually. I will say that I really enjoyed him, won me over by the end. Now, okay. um, but that's the thing, him, overhaul, they, they both go through this thing of like, I wanted my dream to come true, but not everybody's dream is gonna be for a bright future like Deku and some of these other guys. Some right. people's dreams is to see the world on fire. You know, and, and you're hearing some of these characters say the same shit that Deku says, you know, like dreams become a reality, blah, 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 blah. Overhaul says something very similar to that. And I don't know if it was just in the dub or it's like, wow, you know, these are just two sides to the same coin in a lot of ways. I'm going to have to go back and watch the dub. Oh, man. it's so I interesting. Watched it. I watched it in sub. But, you know, it's just everybody's trying to uh, push what they think the this new superhuman society should be you know and and i think that that's become very interesting especially when we're talking about the villains because yeah. i wouldn't say overhaul is sympathetic by any means um but the fact that they even take the time to show you some of his backstory to give you some of the reasons why he's doing what he's doing and and, and his relationships with uh i think that's his father uh, who ran shit before him and stuff. You know, it just was very interesting. Yeah. Now, was he the best villain? I think uh, up to this point, Hero Killer, uh, Stain has always Dang. been up there. But, man, I, I still think he provided a, a really interesting... I think the fact that he's cutting up a little girl and using her. That, okay, that, okay, yeah. you're right. That Yeah, yeah. That, that escalates... Yeah, he's a pretty shitty dude. That, he's that, that a bad dude, like... man. And, and when you think about like Japanese yakuza's and stuff like that, they aren't as bad as you think they are, bro. Like yakuza's are all about like family and trying to help the community and stuff. Like that, in most cases, right? It, yeah, it's not always they. They do like the the shit that like the politicians are supposed to do, but they don't do it by like, their own rules. They do whatever by their own do. rules. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so, I mean, the overhaul <laughs> arc wasn't bad, per se, but I feel like pacing. I don't know if it was because they were just so contained underground a lot of the time. So, yeah. if you're watching that shit week to week, which a lot of us was, um, there was that, okay, I can't really tell what's so different between two episodes ago. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's like Deku, a racer head, <laughs> running yeah. down a hall, bro. Running down a um, hall, bro. Yeah. and um, But I, I think I, I like 
I like the the character of Overhaul. You know, when he first got introduced and everything like that, and the whole Big Sis Magna, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yo, all of that. Yeah, I love that. And and we can't we can't uh, move on from the Overhaul arc and stuff without seeing Super Saiyan Deku Super and all Saiyan that. Super Saiyan Deku, cool. That was that was intense, bro. I mean, I think that if uh, anybody watches My Hero from start to finish, if you go, hey, check out this anime, My Hero, and they watch a couple episodes, they're like, Deku's a little whiny bitch. Okay. He always crying and shit. He's always <laughs> crying. Get to season four. You know, get to some of these movies. Get to some of these moments. That's character development. If he was all, you know, confident and together at the beginning, you wouldn't have any character development. You wouldn't have a story, really. And the fact that you can actually see his growth, not just physically with his abilities and how he's using the quirk, but his demeanor, his maturity, his his personality of trying to... Because when we can't say the season four's theme about All Might not being the symbol of peace anymore. Yeah. We, can't, we can't talk about it without going... Deku's the one wear, wearing the most weight of that burden. Who's looking around like, oh shit, like... I can't just be a good hero. I gotta be the hero. You know. That's what we see with like different stuff. Like what what we got was a a little bit of a taste. Yeah. Of what's to come in the future, as far as like Deku's character is concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit with what Gentle Criminal was, and a little bit of how he was when he was with Ari and everything like that. Where they had that little, they had the little festival and everything. You know. And like Deku, he wanted to do this just to make Aerie smile. He wanted to make Aerie smile so bad, dude. And bro, those those kids are gonna be the next gen, bro. Bro, those kids, man. They, they the ones that he's saving, bad. Yeah. He'll be at UA one day. And, and, and didn't the little boy he the little boy he saved in, in uh season what was it season two? Three. 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 That was the three. water kid. Yeah, the water kid. Yeah, he got a little bit of a crush if if you didn't know <laughs> on Aerie, bro. Oh yeah, dude. But I, 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 I'll, I'll to you when we get done recording. Somebody made some fan art of like an older Deku. He's a little bit more, you know, buffed up. Yeah. But it's all those kids he's saved, even from the movie. Like you oh. said, you, yeah. That and they're grown up and they're like in UA, and it's just really cool. Like, oh, okay. that's so dope. That's bro. that's the future they're going for now. You know, we'll 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 quickly get into the the festival, uh, Gentle Criminal, real quick, because I mean, there's not a lot that happens filler. It wasn't bad and they obviously had to like dial it back from all the intensity and high stakes moments that we just dealt with but i don't they know still, they still did good they still did a it good, was good job bro it was good i, I mean yeah. I, and gentle criminal gentle for being criminal. this like youtube viral villain he, he becomes he wasn't even viral for real bro he was nah. just like under the like nobody wanted to go after him for he was real. a clout chaser bro he was a clout chaser <laughs> he was just doing it for attention he was like i want to be a hero and then he let, made that lady die or was it a dude yes i die see By accident. That, yeah, yeah he was trying to save somebody right he, he was crushed man and it just ruined his whole dream and he ended up getting blamed for it and everything it was his fault but at the same time you know that the the the, the hero Freaking hell! Wow, it was funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Bro. You you feel bad for him, bro. You feel bad it, for him, yeah. You, you're definitely looking at him like, damn, this dude's just. I mean, not to be blunt, but he's just kind of a loser. Like he he means well, but he just 
At I first, know. I didn't really like him, man. Nah. At first, I didn't. At first, I didn't. But yeah. then, you know, like, I started to warm up to him and his character, and you see his backstory and everything, and, you know, and his whole scheme and everything. His you know, fight. Him, yeah. His fight with it, Deku was pretty cool, I thought. His fight with Deku, man. And, you know, the, the whole La Brava's love. <laughs> <laughs> All of that, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's a good time, bro. I mean, th- that's the thing. Like, I was like, damn, filler, if you want to, you know, put that that part of this season in that category, the, the festival and everything. I mean, I, I feel like they still did a pretty good job of it. I mean, if I you binge season mean, four. That should be, like, the baseline for what filler means. Yeah. There was still like I don't know like it's different for me. I think everybody has those shows where you're like I could just watch these characters hang out in a room together and talk and still find it entertaining. You know, like I've I've grown attached to a lot of those personalities and characters. So seeing them not out there doing heroic shit, just hanging out, trying to put on a you know concert and you know stuff like that is is fun and enjoyable to me now the pacing wise i can understand week to week you're like all right can we get through it and then once we get to the endeavor stuff then it's like oh shit because i wasn't expecting that i wasn't either man all i knew was okay we got this festival after that i don't know and then they're all right new and then hawks gets introduced what do you think about hawks Hawks is cool, man. I, I see a lot of people they're liking Hawks, man. I'm they like, I don't even know this guy yet. Is it because he's <laughs> he's just that cool looking hero? Yeah. Fuck kind of persona, you know. You know, obviously he, he, he does care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like a cloud. But his quirk bit. is badass, bro. His quirk is dope, bro. You can, can you can control your feathers. And he you saves can just us. Control people. your feathers like that. Yeah, that's sick, man. And, and and I thought one of the best parts um, of the final so like yeah it, Hawks takes Endeavor to his town right to investigate some shit and yeah. that Nomu shows up and we get out that out of final, nowhere bro bruh. I, I was like what the hell and it was talking it was thinking it wasn't People just still like, sitting up in the building eating. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out enjoying the meal and then you get Hawks who's like alright how many people's in here alright bet and then his feathers all whoosh, 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 grab him save him and yeah. then he even uses his feathers to like propel endeavor but the fact that i thought one of the coolest things was when hawks is talking about endeavor and how everyone in society especially the pro heroes had looked at all might and been like bro he got this and yeah. no and nobody gonna catch up to him nobody's even close and he said but you endeavor you kept trying you wouldn't take that you were the only the one answer. that stepped up to try yes number one and I'm like, wow, you know, when you when someone looks at it like that, you're like, I know he did some shady shit. Yeah, I know he did. And there's nothing that's going to take that away. But they're right. And how how that's now we know as the audience how much of a toll that's been on All Might to try to be the symbol of peace, because I feel like the future of my hero is going to lean towards more of this symbols of peace like this avengers justice league type uh you know society as long as i mean as for not just having that one guy that superman but instead you have all these people like what we're seeing in class 1a not all of them are gonna be there but you know todoroki bakugo deku you know let's just say all of them make it we don't know 
this, but I feel like that's going to be like, yo, All Might tried to be the one guy and, and, and do it all. And look what happened. Like it, it broke him down and he Killed couldn't do it Bas- basically. But I think that's something also endeavors like realizing even in that moment where he's working with Hawks, you know, he's like, Hawks, I need your freaking help, bro. Like I can't do this on my own. And I think that's something that it, for that character, I wasn't really expecting. I'm like, this dude's going to try to show out. This is his moment to shine. And he's going to either, you know, surprise us and whoop ass and not have anything to worry about, or he's going to get his ass whooped and he's going to get embarrassed. And I thought it was just really, really cool how they, how they worked that out. I, I, I was just super impressed. So overall, I still think that season four was weaker when you look at all the other arcs, but talking to some other friends of mine about this. Endeavor saying plus ultra is all I needed. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's how you finish though, right? Because yeah. th- that that ending really was a high note, a good note to end on. But it's still looking at what happened in season three, two, one. I think when we look back on it, season four will be this weird transitional arc into what is to come and what's uh, to come man i've been spoiled a little bit uh-oh just a little bit just but a little bit is it good good bit. stuff it's, it's the good kind of spoilers okay okay there's it's gonna like, be another tournament art okay okay i'm okay there's gonna be another that. tournament art and, and you know we love our tournament arts love them and Thanks in these man. arts some stuff is gonna happen some shit going yes. down. Might <laughs> be some stuff that you like. I don't know if it's gonna be this upcoming season, but or or next season, the season after this one. Right, season six. Bruh. Bruh. Shit's gonna get real. It's about to get done. <sighs> maybe I'm not excited, towards man. the beginning. Maybe not towards the beginning of this upcoming season. Like mm-hmm. I think things are gonna be like kind of weak towards the beginning of this upcoming season. But leading towards the back half of season six. I mean yeah. season five, I mean. It's gonna open up. It's it's just gonna open up, bro, and it's just gonna be like, you know, you can make these seasons like fifty episodes <laughs> if you wanted to. <clears throat> Go for it, please. I mean, the more we get, I, I mean, I think that they, I think this one was like twenty five or so episodes. Plus, they did the movie, which I, I can't wait for more people to see that because I know that's stupid. It's so annoying for me how it's limited time, limited theater. So once people get a hold of that film, I think that's anime movies should be just played like normal movies. Man. I, I feel like so that, that's <coughs> so true, dude. I mean, they're making that money, man. And if they popular. want their money, man. They might as well just play it like normal movies, like honestly, because <coughs> anime is so mainstream nowadays. People want to see it on a silver screen, bro. People want to be in that same kind of crowd where there's like a ton of energy at, man. When, when I did the Dragon Ball Super episode, man, after that, after I seen that movie in the theater, I was pumped, bro. I was full of energy. I didn't go Hell to sleep yeah. that night. Hell yeah. That's why I was like, oh my God, I got to talk to somebody about it. Oh my God, it was just so hype. And it, it was. It, it was unreal, bro. It was literally like, uh, how else would I want to watch this uh, other a- than in a room full of people? They had CG up in there done right, bro. <laughs> you don't get intense. CG done right nowhere. Not nowadays, at least. Like, there's only certain stuff that does CG right. And that's like Land of Lustrious. Now, 
Now, do they get CG right in Wonderful 101? Because before we wrap up things here at the end of it, I really want you to introduce more people to this and tell people about what you got planned for this game. The Um, Wonderful 101! (laughs) Go ahead. Lay it it out there, Uncle. What's up, man? All right, so... In the beginning of fall... 2013, a young Uncle Mike went to a GameStop where they only had one copy of this game that looked so delicious to me. Just getting off of a Pikmin 3 high, I was really itching for something else. Something that was really action-packed and just kind of sort of like my hero, in a sense. Man, when I tell you, when I loaded that game in and I played it and I got to the first boss, that first boss, when, bruh, that's what's gonna, that's gonna be the one that's gonna put you up in there. That's gonna be the one that's gonna put you in there. But the Wonderful 101 is this game that kind of takes a mix of like games that's like Pikmin. Uh, Beautiful Joe. If you like Beautiful Joe, you already know. Cause guess who? Guess who's the, like the main director behind this game? That would be Hideki Kamiya. Hideki Kamiya. If you're a Resident Evil fan, you know he produced the second one. He was the director for the sequel for Resi Two, <laughs> and maybe Resi Three as well. I don't know. Um, but. That being said, think about this. Uh, freaking, bro, if you like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, all that good stuff, you have to give Wonderful 101 a shot. It comes out on May the 19th. And right now, I'm doing this huge campaign on my channel and especially on my Twitch, doing emotes and different kinds of art. Um, just trying to promote the game and help, you know, put, put the name out there because not a lot of people put, not a lot of people had this game on their radar because it came out on Wii U and nobody got a Wii U except, <laughs> except me. <laughs> <laughs> so look, man, one of the best games I've ever bought. And, and, and here's, here's the fun part right here. Luke, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. When I got it, it was $60. It's a short game. Guess how much it is now? $19.99. Sadly, no. Damn. $29.99. Oh, okay. Damn. It's $40. Okay. Hey, man, that's good. That's not bad. But here's here's another shocker. It's partially owned by Nintendo. Nintendo is so cool with Platinum that they're going to let them drop this on the PS4. Really? I did. I thought it was only coming out on the Switch. No, it's coming out on PS4 as well. Oh shit! That, that so even that. if you don't want it on your Switch, you can get it on the PS4. Even mm. if you ain't got a Switch, you can get it on your PS4. Dude. And guess what that means? You ain't got no choice but to buy Wonderful 102 on the Nintendo Switch because it's gonna be a Wonderful 102. They already oh, been dude. teasing that. I'm amped. I mean, from what I've seen and and what you've described, uh, and I am a fan that 
when I had a GameCube, I randomly picked up Beautiful Joe and had yeah. a freaking ball. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious and interested in not only watching you stream it, but I want to play it myself because I don't Beautiful have a Joe lot of and Okami. Pikmin. Yeah. And Okami? Oh, okay. Okami. Okami is $20 now. You can get that on the Switch, man. You should get that. Oh, yeah, I know. I've been putting that off for a moment, man. Yeah. I really have because, I yeah, I've, I've seen that that thing on sale. See, Okami got Okami got those those references to beautiful to beautiful Joe as well. Oh, well then, shit. I might have to. I I, I forget that they're connected in some kind of way. Like Clover know, Studio, man. Yeah, that's Hideki Kamiya. Anything you see his name on, buy the game with blind faith. I'm telling you, because you got <laughs> games like a, a lot of good stuff came out on Nintendo stuff on Nintendo system. Yeah, yeah. Got his name in it, man. Got his name in it. Well, or, or at least, you know, on like the 360 and the PS3 back in those days. That's really exciting, though, man. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's a, a surgeons and, and definitely didn't get the attention and respect and, and uh, spotlight that they actually deserved. And like you said, unfortunately, not a lot of people jumped on the, the Wii U, but there were still really good titles. And I think that bringing a lot of those titles back... Uh, especially to the switch because that, that's i if i'm gonna pick i'm gonna get it for the switch but i am so happy to hear that it's going to be on multiple systems as yeah, far as being on playstation i don't know about the xbox but definitely. that'd be interesting i wonder you know because we like we we're talking about earlier in this the microsoft and nintendo microsoft and nintendo cool. more than likely is going to be on the xbox they're I buddy they buddies said something in like the kickstarter because oh, they shit. launched the kickstarter for it to be ported damn that's that's what's up, man. So you're gonna be doing emotes. You're gonna I'm be doing, doing art. Emotes. You're gonna be streaming it when it comes out on May 19th. You said right. right. Um, and uh, dude, that's that's awesome. I hope more people check it out. I, I really do because I think especially uh, talking about my hero and seeing uh, and hearing a lot about Wonderful 101. If you are a fan of my hero, if you're a fan of if superheroes fan of hero or Marvel, superheroes. yeah, Marvel. stuff like that. Dude, comics, all Check of it, it man. Like, if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of Pikmin, are you? If you're a fan of just like, you know, those grindy type of games, are you a fan of like short games? Mm -hmm. You know, games with a lot of action, stuff like that, bro. Like, when I say once you get to the end of this game, bro, it's gonna take, you, <laughs> look, <laughs> it's gonna blow your mind, bro. Like, if if you know games like Ashura's Wrath, that's another Hideki Kamiya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or something like that yeah yeah god hand all that mm. yeah mm -hmm. good stuff man <laughs> it, it, i mean i know that there's there's been so many good games switch and just uh that we can play right now like the things that we've talked about in this episode resident evil 3 you had a good time with that final fantasy 7 old and new the remake yeah. um there's a lot of awesome games out there right now and i, I know a lot of people are trying to uh, find ways to fill their time and, and get into something. So, you know, like we've talked about in this episode, jump into an RPG, jump into an anime, catch up in My Hero Academia, or pick up something else. Like right now, I'm watching Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm like, basically, that's like my oh, morning. Man. I'm routine. so glad that you're finally watching that, bro. Bro, no, well, see, that's a funny thing. Like, I, I, I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I haven't 
communicated well i've seen you you but it was like when i was checking it out on toonami so it was like very sporadic random out of sequence sometimes yeah this is the first time that i'm sitting down episode one to the very end you know in oh, it, it takes a whole 180 by like 10 episodes in. oh dude it's so fucking good like every scene feels like a 90s aesthetic screenshot that Bro, I, I started really... dancing to the theme mm. song oh every... my gosh in the dub oh yeah the music <laughs> the, dub is, the dub is one of the best dubs of all time I'll the you're you're absolutely right dude that voice acting there's so many familiar voices too like i was like oh shit that's android 17 the english voice yeah acting. you know shit like yeah, that that's yeah so i was like <laughs> oh damn okay and, and guess who's core bar bro who is that who's that our favorite man who played Piccolo and Vegeta. No, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Sabat. Yes, Chris Sabat. Or is it? Yeah, Chris. Sabat. Damn, I did not know that. He does. Uh, <laughs> Damn, he did Corbar, bro. Why did I not know that? I'm a fool. He does Corbar. Of course he did. Funimation. <laughs> they they have the same crew, man. They've had it for years. It, it, yeah, it's had an amazing, years, bro. I feel like they've been doing this out of a basement. I, yeah, back when it wasn't cool, dude. Like, I remember uh, recently digging up stuff for like the legacy of Goku, and there was like this Funimation extra thing, and he was there showing something behind the scenes, and he looked so geeky. Different. <laughs> like, like different, so different. Man. You're like, oh man. You see him now, he's all chill and mature and oh, stuff dude. like that. And, like, and so popular, you know what yeah, I'm Yeah, but you see that cool bar thing that he had going for him back in the day. Ah, that's so cool, dude. He's such I a dork back in the day, bro. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters right now, too. Man. I'm gonna beat you here, Mishy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, it, iconic characters, bro. Like, I, it, it, look, we have so much to look forward to, but let's not forget some of the classics, guys. Like, if there are some shows or movies or games that have been on your backlog or on the list, uh, oh, I'm gonna get to that. Bro. Or, you know. I got into Dr. Stone, bro. Oh, dude. And that's a recent anime, but still, like, it's amazing, I think. 20, I think 25, 24, 25 episodes in right now. It's, they're done with their first season. I'm pretty sure they got the next season already in the works. That's going to be fun when I for say, years to come. When I say this is how you use your brain meat, <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, man, like, this, this is like... Oh yeah, I'm liking this. Oh, I'm yeah. liking this. I'm liking the villains. I'm liking everything about it, man. For one, you got a JoJo ass villain. Oh yeah, you really do. Not you got a whole JoJo it. ass villain on there. Senku is just like such an awesome protagonist, bro. Yeah, he's, it, he's cocky, but like he he's like he's just cool, man. He, he's just he's smart. All, he's selfish, bro, and I yeah. love it. He's, he's selfish. Just... He's not like a shonen anime stereotypical hero, bro. He's not stupid for one. And yeah, he, there's there's action, but it's like you're saying, dude. It, he uses his brain. He, he uses his head, smart. man. And if you're like fans of like survival games or shit like that, like seeing them, uh, they reference a lot of games too, smart. bro. But the fact that they like go through like uh technology and like the technology trees like i've been playing like age of empires and shit it's like literally going through that it's like all right we oh yeah now we know how to make glass okay now that we know that this is Let's what we can cell phones and, and shit exactly dude and they showing you everything <laughs> i mean this is like science and real facts and i thought it was just a really cool interesting different take on a shonen and it was um it was quite the ride yeah, right, i'm glad, makes I'm glad me you enjoyed it yeah. Ooh, the man, uh, the 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 manga must be really good. I bet. 
Oh yeah, gotta Damn. be. We could geek, dude. We could geek for hours. We'll have to come back and do some. Always more. do, man. Every yeah. episode we do together is. I know, dude. An extra like thirty <laughs> minutes packed on that. You say hour and thirty minutes. But I know, man. Like two hours and fifteen minutes. Hey, <laughs> and, and, and that's fine by me, man. That's fine. <laughs> topics and and just really enjoy the conversation because. Uh, you know there there's so much that we have in common but we also introduce each other to a lot of cool new things man yeah um, and it's just been fun like i mean uh watching your streams and 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 hanging out together uh you know with all these new games coming out and and just different things uh like the the animes and stuff it's been it's been uh, a lot better dealing with what's going on right now in the especially uh, being cooped up a lot and not being able to like physically go out and hang out with your friends and people like that. But, you know, I, I, I've definitely <clears throat> been thankful for, uh, you know, the streaming and those community and, and, and those friends that we're, we're making and connecting with. And, um, yeah, dude, it, it's just been, it's been, it's been an interesting time, man, but it's, it's definitely made me, uh, as, like I was saying earlier, if you got some things that you've been putting off like now's the time to get into it pick up that game that you've been putting off and check out that title that you're like ah, i don't really have time well now you you, you might have time now and you you won't regret it because there's uh, as much as there's a lot of awesome exciting things over the the in the horizon you know up and coming with video games and anime and movies and shows and all the things that we enjoy and like there's still so much out there right now and stuff that you might have forgotten and thankfully things like wonderful one uh one are coming back uh things like uh final fantasy 7 are being remade and and and, and they're actually <laughs> good you know like Among there's heroes lot. three coming uh, up bro it, it yeah it's, you know you gotta count your blessings man you gotta <sighs> keep things in perspective because um, I know we're so used to things happening all the time, something, something new, something going on, but I've kind of been appreciative of just having the ability, hopefully to, uh, go back and check out some things that I haven't been able to and, and listen to people like you, uh, tell me like, Hey man, check this out or, Hey, I'll watch your stream. So, you know, I can at least get into it that way. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, dude, as always, uncle Mike always enjoy our conversations enjoy your streams uh if you would like to man uh feel free to pitch uh your twitch channel and everything else you got going on and just know everybody everything that he's going to mention is going to be in the description of this episode so please if you enjoyed this conversation uh go ahead and check him out man so thank go you ahead. so much thank you so much for having me on bro like it's been a long time since you know we've done this and you know i i it's only one way to go up and that is up from here bro hell yeah <laughs> man, we're gonna be up there together bro i see it it's gonna be a good time man so you got you got wonderful 101 that's gonna be a maze that's gonna be the may game and yeah right now you're doing final fantasy 7 remake yeah um, um and working on a lot of artwork in the downtime too nice nice <clears throat> thank you for those emotes by the way can't wait oh, to get so those I'm gonna still out there throw some more at you man I hey let's keep it let's keep it going man it's hype yeah um, um what else what else you got going on man i know projects man wonder gaming uh, yeah we, we we're gonna have to sit down now i, now I got some time. i got some games that i kind of just want to like throw at you and see okay. if you might want to like try and do a series out of one or two of them okay hell yeah you know so, I'm all 
we already said Mario Galaxy. That's one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be <clears> fun. <throat> that'd be a good time. Okay, okay. Um, I also want to try throwing like something like uh, the first No More Heroes at you because I never got to beat that. Oh, really? I never got to beat for the first No More Heroes. Games like oh, that man. one, um, maybe, maybe Banjo Kazooie. I could get it on my PC and we can link up and do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, I mean, I would love to just like collaborate and get through some of these like classic titles, man, and even some of the new ones. Pop and the online so. multiplayer stuff too. We can do that too. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! Like we were talking about earlier, man. Platoon or something like just a yes, platoon. Yeah, we Dude, haven't played no. Splatoon in so long. Like the first time I we know. played Splatoon, we stayed up to like three in the morning playing. That was it. one of the first times that I played like uh, on a Nintendo Switch, man. And yeah. I remember we were on Discord doing that too, man. Yeah, I remember that? Yeah, because unfortunately dope, Nintendo doesn't have a freaking awesome app service. or anything. Yeah, online. Service. I mean, they have an app, but it's it's uh, we it's don't not talk. it's not good. This is I mean, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But look, man. Everybody, check out Uncle Mike on Twitch. Check him out on YouTube. Follow him on the social medias. That's Twitter and Instagram. So you Twitter, know when Instagram, he's going live. You'll see me doing most of my stuff. Hell yeah. On Instagram, you're going to be posting that. You already have a lot of that up there too, man. So, yeah, plenty. Um, and yeah, man. Uh, like uh, we just said, enjoy this conversation. And always enjoy your company, man. Keep up the good work, man, when it comes to those streams, man. You and, too, man. Uh, yeah, this uh, this sit down and talk again very soon, dude. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Blah blah blah. We're gonna get this. Yeah. Let's go. That was, oh. good. That was good. Thank you for listening to Wonder Soul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search Wonder Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wonder Soul hopes you have yourself a good day.